0: on the next Sales as King, buyers want to buy when they're good and ready. But how do we get them to pull the trigger sooner and start to enjoy the benefits of our solution earlier and get us those commission checks faster? Now on Sales as King. (laughs) Hey everybody welcome back to sales is king dan sixsmith glad to be with you we're doing a video on youtube and linkedin uh as we're doing this and recording it for the podcast and happy to be with you guys in 2021 this is our first episode um of the year hopefully things are going well and i glad to be with you want to thank you for your support your listenership and followership, um, all the emails and reach outs um, and instant messages um, that folks have sent in over the years. Um, we're now starting our, let's see, 2017, 18, 19, 20. So this is gonna be our fifth year of the podcast and so excited to be with you today. Um, so again, you know, we're working in challenging times um, in terms of sales and selling. But on the flip side, we're also seeing more opportunity than there's ever been before. Um, Everything is on the table. Companies are looking at change and they're accelerating the rate and pace of change, which means that all conversations are open for discussion. So your prospecting should be definitely uh, on target. You should be all over the companies that you're looking to work with, finding the right prospects, um, standing out and engaging um, in whatever manner you can do to get folks to the table. But today, I want to talk about a key element of our sales game and of our closing game. And that's what I call selling urgency. And what do I mean by that? Um, Oftentimes, when we're in deals, uh, we're working with prospects, we're moving them along, you know, the buyer's journey, the decision cycle. Um, But more often than not, Um, It's always a timing issue, right? Um, We're trying to get them to meet our deadline, our timing. We want them to buy sooner rather than later. So how do we um, manipulate, maneuver, not manipulate, but maneuver in such a way um, that we can bring these deals over the goal line um, in a timely fashion? And I think by definition, um, people like to delay, particularly on, on big decisions. Um, there's a status quo bias, but I think that status quo bias has definitely taken a hit um, with the whole pandemic. Um, so, you know, the status quo um, has probably taken the biggest hit it's ever had in a long, long time um, in terms of. pandemic. So how do we sell urgency? How do we move prospects along um, and get them to pull the trigger now versus several months down the line? And, you know, I've often referred to some research by um, Objective Management Group. Um, If you don't follow those guys, you should. Um, Great group. Uh, They do. They've done millions of salesperson assessments. So they know exactly what's going on in terms of strengths and weaknesses of sellers today. And um, so one of the key things, um, if they look at the profile of B2B sellers today, there's um, three different elements that they're looking at. Number one is how effective are these folks um, in asking discovery questions, going in and trying to uncover issues and challenges. And the good news is that 80% of sellers, according to Objective Management Group, um, are proficient at doing that. Then the next step is, so from there, how do we take the challenges we've uncovered and then tie them back to the solutions that we provide? And it's a big drop off in proficiency from there. Um, Only 33% are proficient at tying the challenges to the benefits that the seller can provide, um, which is obviously a big problem, right? But then it goes one step further and it says, how proficient are sales reps at demonstrating the ability to get the prospect to buy now versus later, right? And that number drops all the way down to 12%. So selling urgency is... Um, an area that most of us need to really shore up in order to improve um, our sales game. And I want to walk through a number of um, great ideas that came up on a um, LinkedIn thread um, this week, where a number of experts um, put their two cents in, in terms of, you know, how do we um, move the prospect along in a timely fashion? What can you do to stimulate interest now versus later, and um, you know, I'll start with one that we've talked about quite a bit here on the podcast, and what we talk about in my organization um, is highlighting the cost of inaction or the cost of doing nothing. Um, my friend Jerry Acuff, he's been on uh, twice on the podcast, Jerry. That's J E R R Y A C U F F. Follow him if you don't. He's one of the top five sales consultants in the world um, and a super nice guy. Um, and he's been around a long time um, and he's got a great following. But Jerry Acuff says, he calls it, you know, what are the economic consequences of not solving the problem or the challenge? Um, this is the kind of uh, approach you need to take with the prospect. And what I call it is actually turning the tables on risk. So at the end of the day, you need to show the prospect that there's more risk actually in the status quo and what they're doing today versus the newer solution, your solution, um, and investing the money with you. And we can do that very um, successfully by detailing the cost of the status quo, showing them what it's costing them um, each and every month that they delay. And we have tools that do that. Um, and you can hit me up if you want to talk about that, dan.sixmith at gmail.com. Um, but we've got a methodology, we've got tools that help you with that, but that's critical, right? Um, you must be able to quantify and show that prospect that, okay, well, you want to wait another three or four months and then regroup. Well, it's costing you 350,000 a and several million dollars um, for you to wait. You know, did you know that? And are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to take the continued risk of the status quo? So, um, super important. Number one, quantifying the cost of the status quo. Um, excellent. So, I wanted to talk through some of the great um, comments, additional comments that came up on the LinkedIn thread. Um, one is. Can you walk me through what happens if we don't make this change by the end of the month, for example? Um, I love this because you get the prospect to discuss, you know, how important is this really? Um, What will happen Uh, besides the economic consequences that we talk about? What are the personal consequences, right? Um, Are there certain objectives? That this stakeholder needs to fulfill by a certain time. Um, everything to me in, in all of the calls I'm sitting in, on today, um, time is of the essence. Speed, I, I'm hearing very few companies say, you know, we're early in the process, we've got tons of time here. Um, everybody's looking to pull the trigger, um, they're trying to make a decision. Um, but helping the prospect walk you through um, what happens if they don't do this. I think is great because you put it back on them um, to explain and verbalize um, why it's important now. Um, So I love that. Um, The next thing is, of course, and this is a basic and I'm sure you all do it, but, you know, working backward um, on the timeline, right? Um, From when the customer, the prospect wants to roll this out. So maybe it's a two or three month development cycle. Um, They're looking to you know, roll it out in X Y Z month. Well, what that means is you'd have to really buy the product um, three months prior in order for us to make the delivery. So, um, and going a step further, there's one great example where you actually put together a buying chart for the buyer for the prospect. Walk them through the different steps. To do effective discovery on what their buying process is, right? After this initial call and demo, who else needs to be involved? Will there be one demo, one additional demo required, three or four additional demos required? Um, which stakeholders need to be in? Who are the decision makers? Who are the budget holders? Um, what does their procurement process look like? Um, is it more of a formality or are we expected to? Um, negotiate with them after we negotiate with you. Um, new vendor setup, onboarding, all this stuff needs to be outlined and then presented back to the prospect so that you can put a mutually um, beneficial process together that you can both stick to, versus kind of having that first call, setting up an ad hoc follow up, not entirely sure of what's going to happen next uh, or when it's going to happen. Um, being really buttoned down in terms of this process, I think is great. And um, one of the um, experts had sent me a great chart, which um, we can uh, walk through. I actually want to have him on on the podcast to walk us through. Um, Another great question. Um, Hey, I'm curious. We could have worked together six months ago. We could have even worked together two years down the line. Um, What was it that led you to want to get in touch with us today? Um, Great question, right? Um, Why are you reaching out today? Um, What's the urgency? What's going on in your company that led you to reach out to us today? Right then and there, you're gonna get a sense of what's important, why it's important now. And it's something that you're gonna use back later on um, when you're trying to get this deal moved forward in a timely fashion. Um, so I like this very much. Um, someone else talks about the, the the you know the personal pain and the business pain and how delays will amplify this, and I like that. And it's kind of an offshoot of of what we've you know mentioned a little bit earlier. But um, you know certainly the business pain are the um, you know the challenges, the initiatives the company is facing. Um, what's going on? That's you know for example, how are they impacted by COVID? How was 2020? How are they going to grow in 2021? But also, you know, um, buying is an emotional process as well, right? So we've talked about the stakeholders' emotional commitment. What's important to them? Why do they need this? Is this their pet project? Is this their baby? Um, What does his or her boss think about that? Um, Or is it their pet project? Or is this something that, you know, there isn't um, agreement? you know, within the prospect organization. Um, and then then we start working on, you know, how do we build consensus and help the prospects build consensus? So I love that one as well. Um, that's a great one. Um, yeah, what's the personal payoff for the stakeholder? I love that, right? So what is the payoff? Is it a raise, a promotion? Is it hitting a, a, a target, uh, a strategic uh, bonus type target? Um, Good to know, it really requires getting to know the prospect well, establishing trust with them, um, that they could share that with you. Um, And again, many of the articles talk about sellers setting themselves up as an extension of the company of that buying committee, you know, your expertise, um, your subject matter expertise will build trust, you know, demonstrating that you've done this for millions of other companies, hundreds of other companies um, is important. So I think that's excellent as well. Um, another great line was, "Do you think you'll be ready to make a decision the next time we meet?" Well, I love that. It's just it's just throwing the cards right on the table. You know, um, it's asking you know bluntly where they are in the process. Will they be ready to potentially make a decision on the next call, or is this something that's just going to drag out? Um, that will help you know how to navigate. Um, so that's a good one. Um, Another one comes from you know a different podcast that I listened to on the Brad Lee uh, dropping bombs podcast and it's Michael Burt um, who's a great um, sales coach and he basically says you know I can't help you until you commit you know because a lot of times we talk and talk and talk and you know we cover subjects upside down and around and inside and out but eventually you know We can't help you until you commit. You know, we can't give you the solution until you commit. We can't um, deliver our sales, um, our expertise, right? Um, Our team, our delivery team, um, our thought leadership, our IP. We can't do that until you commit. So you have to commit. And you have to commit sooner rather than later. Um, So I love that. And then, you know, the other thing is to think about, how much time you're going to invest before you finally have to say, Hey, it's time to pull the trigger. You know, we've had 10 meetings. We've had everyone within the organization walk you through what we can do. Um, you know, we're at the point of committing now, uh, or forever hold your peace. Right. Um, so I like that a lot. Um, you know, I like whiteboarding out this, um, you know, buying plan, buyer's plan and timeline. I think that's great. Um, let me just see if there's anything else that was um, of interest. Certainly, you know, justifying the investment, which I think is a great one, building a business case, which is another thing we do, um, and we help you with. Um, you know, um, justifying the investment helps, right? So if it has a favorable ROI, if there's um, a significant benefit dollar amount. That is mapped to a top challenge, or goal, or initiative. We can highlight that, um, and the prospect will be more inclined to pull his team together and get this done sooner rather than later. So the numbers matter a lot. You know, the numbers that they're they're costing themselves each month, and the numbers in terms of the benefits that they're going to achieve. Um, so I think that's great um let's see yep so i think this is all good um others talk about you know understanding the peak seasons if there are peak seasons um for um your prospects those are all to me kind of impending events is it a sales kickoff is it a marketing campaign is it a rollout of a a particular line um you know, if you're in retail or things of that nature. And it comes back to kind of understanding the um, the prospects um, situation, right? Really understanding all of the issues very well to be able to navigate. And and again, as, as someone else said, it, it's important that the prospect trusts you that you're doing this for them, which is really what you're doing. You know, you wanna get it in their hands sooner rather than later so that they can begin achieving the benefit. Um Right away, right? Obviously, it benefits me, the seller, because I want the deal soon. Um, You know, I want the commission, I want the money. But um, ultimately, we have to be selfless and focus on the buyer, their timeline, but how we both win by getting them the solution sooner rather than later. If it comes across like, hey, we're going to discount this, it's end of quarter. You know, I could care less about you. We got to get this deal in the door. There's going to be less inclination for the prospect to do that. So um, think about that. Um, the other great thing to think about is, you know, as we're building that plan out, um, the buying plan. You know, what does the new vendor onboarding look like, right? Is that a a two week process? Is that a two month process? Um, I recently had, um, a, you know, a great experience with a new uh, logo that we brought on and and the, my stakeholder was very very upfront that the process was going to be very lengthy and very detailed. but you know we worked uh, in parallel and we worked early on it and that's one thing I would you know suggest you know asking the prospect, can we start to work now on the paperwork you know on the master agreements or on the security docs or whatever is important on the vendor the new vendor onboarding docs? let's get that done now you know, let us work on this. We don't mind investing the time, um, you know, in order to save you and us um, time later on to do it. Um, So I like that um, very much. And then, you know, one other person talks about just, you know, just being candid and straightforward. You know, I mean, I think that's, you know, as a general practice, I think that's a given. But, you know, being open and honest with the prospect, you know, walking them through um, what you need to do on your end, and you know what they'll need to do on theirs, in order to make things happen. Um, and the great thing about this too, in this selling urgency, is if it's done right, you can actually um, improve your pipeline. You'll be able to weed out some of the, you know, the charlatans, for lack of a better word, the tire kickers you know, people that are not far enough along that are not ready to make a decision that might not have the authority. Um, And you'll know, and you'll be able to focus on other deals um, that are more important. So um, good opening session of the year, really happy to be back. Think about selling urgency. Think about, you know, how do you leverage some of these uh, tactics and approaches and, and make them second nature? You know, how do you put together Um, a document that you and the buyer will follow along all the way through close. Um, I think they'll really appreciate that because oftentimes buyers are thrown in. There's a lot of folks that haven't bought before. They don't know the right questions to ask internally. Um, And it can cost you and them a lot of time and money. So think about selling urgency. Think about how we get better from that 12% of us only that can sell urgency sell urgency effectively. How do we drive those numbers up? Um, Let's keep talking about this, but let's have a great year together. Um, Let's keep working hard in this very challenging environment, but an environment that is fraught not only with um, difficulties, but also with major opportunities. So looking forward to talking again. Have a good one. Peace.